They would put their fingers in their ears and cry, Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. And they would look upward, signifying that their business was in heaven. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Hi, it's January 15, and today's word is parepidemos. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, the writer of Hebrews writes, These all died in faith, not having received the thing promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. The word I want to pull out here is the word exiles. Uh, there are several ways to translate parepidemos. Uh, but notice the clear theme here between these maybe different translations. Exile, pilgrim, a sojourner, a foreigner, it's someone that's passing through. This is a temporary status of an individual made necessary by circumstances, often difficult circumstances. It's either travel or due to extreme loss of possession or family that would make someone a sojourner or an exile. The word stranger, seen here also in our text, sometimes translated alien, set right before the word exile. It means a near dweller or someone living close to others as a temporary dweller, someone who is a non-citizen with limited to no rights. So very similar words used side by side. The, the wider context of this verse, Hebrews 11 verse 13, is the, the entirety of chapter 11. As a whole, here we see that the, the hall of faith made up of Old Testament believers who performed great acts of faith. And this verse, verse 13, helps explain why they did it, why they trusted God's promise despite the circumstances, why they obeyed God regardless of the cost. They showed remarkable faith because they realized that they were, quote, strangers and exiles on the earth. And I love the word exile here in particular because it captures the idea of someone walking or passing through someplace. This isn't just to visit somewhere and then turn back around and go home, but to pass through in order to reach your ultimate destination. In this case, you are focused on where you are headed, and therefore you only invest or put down roots where you're temporarily dwelling only as much as you need to but no more. Sure, you must meet needs, and along the way there will be opportunity and need for rest, but you're careful not to get distracted by your temporary surroundings. This is actually what Peter has in mind when he writes in 1 Peter 2.11, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and, here's our word, exiles, to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Christian, this world is not our home. And the saints of Hebrews chapter 11 knew that, and they were convinced that this life is necessary for the purpose of knowing God and serving Him while we are here, but that one fine day that, that every believer, everyone who fears and trusts in and loves God would go to where He is to be in His presence and in His heavenly kingdom forever. So it matters how we live, then, that we avoid the soul-corrupting influence of sin all around us and the influence in us, as we see Peter write, the passions of the flesh. 
We want to arrive before God, or if he were to return for us today, we want to be found, as James writes, unstained by the world. In John chapter 14, verse 3, Jesus says, what a comforting thought this is, In my Father's house there are many rooms, and if it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And then a couple verses later in verse 18 of John chapter 4, he says, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Being an orphan was one of those unfortunate circumstances that might drive someone to be an exile or a sojourner. Being widowed might lead to the same fate. But we are not homeless or without support of family, especially as we are joined to the church around us. And we know we are temporary dwellers here, but we are headed to an eternal home. We are simply passing through. In John Bunyan's classic allegory, Pilgrim's Progress, the pilgrims named Christian and Faithful are passing through this town called Vanity Fair, where there is every possible worldly attraction and temptation being peddled all around them. It's a picture of all that our enemy does to deceive us from believing, to distract us from God, and even, if possible, destroy our faith. Vanity Fair is no innocent place of fun. It is one big, giant sin snare. Bunyan writes that the town was intrigued when these two men, Christian and Faithful, arrived because they dressed differently, they talked differently, and then Bunyan writes this, These pilgrims were not interested in any of the wares, and by that he means the attractions or the prizes in the fair. They didn't even want to look at them, and if they called upon them to buy, they would put their fingers in their ears and cry, Turn away mine eyes, from beholding vanity, and they would look upward, signifying that their business was in heaven. May we be faithful Christians, like Christian and faithful, and like those spoken of in Hebrews 11. May we turn from vanity, trust God despite the cost, remain unstained by the world today. We are on our way to a new city, to a new country, as the writer of Hebrews writes, whose builder is God, and we desire to be found pleasing to him when we finally arrive at home.